Yeah. So the next question we have is, what do you do when you feel you are not bearing the fruit, the fruit of the Spirit? So this is a spiritual question. What do you do to bear the fruit of the Spirit? Yes. Um, you know, when you hear, when we hear the, the fruit, because now they're pulling us into the uh, spiritual right. perspective. And so, Dr. Jordan, you and I are going to have to take a leap because, of course, we're, we're not ashamed, but we do come from a, a spiritual background. So uh, we can go with you there. But when you hear the term uh, bearing fruit, it's really a metaphor for actually, you know, saying, how do I live a productive life? How, how do I live a life that has meaning? Uh, in short, how do I live a life where I feel that I'm doing everything that the creator wants me to do? I believe, Dr. Jordan, that all of us were, are, are in this planet because there, there is a purpose for, for, for our lives. There, there is a purpose. There is a reason for our existence. And no one once, I think someone asked me once, they said, Dr. Dawson, what is your greatest fear? And I didn't have a long time to have to respond. I knew right off the bat. I said, my greatest fear is to go through life and not live it to my full potential. It's almost like someone who has an eight-cylinder engine, but yet the engine is just running on two cylinders. You're not using your full potential. In fact, individuals that deal with education and they talk about the brain, they say we use less than 10% of our brain. Could you imagine what would happen if we would exercise, if we would learn, if we would read, if we would open ourselves up to knowledge and understanding? And so that's what that is, is, is our concern about is that how do we live a productive life? Now, Dr. Jordan, from, from a biblical perspective, fruit bearing is possible only when in union with Christ through faith. Fruit bearing uh, is, in a sense, is impossible outside of a union with Christ, because it says in the Bible in John 15, verse 5, it says, Christ says, without me, you can do nothing. It didn't say without me, you can do some things. Without me, you can, you can be uh, mediocre. But it says without me, you can do absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And so it goes to a sense, Dr. Jordan, is that for us to be fruitful, we need to be connected to the source. And whenever you're trying to grow something, you have to start with the seed. And then the seed, once you water it and you nourish it, then it will have an opportunity under the right atmosphere to, you know, to bear fruit. And so that, from that standpoint, is speaking more about our connection with the word, our connection with Christ, our connection with uh, living out, out his will in, in our lives. Now, you have two things. You have the fruit of the spirit. And I call the fruit of, of the spirit um, uh, the perfect uh, character of Christ, right. the fruit of the spirit. Because notice in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love. And it uses, it doesn't say are, but it says it. 
is. That means we must bear all these traits. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, uh, faith, meekness, and temperance. That's the fruit of the spirit, or that's Christ's perfect character. All of these, all of these characteristics really exemplifies Christ's perfect character, and we want to be like him. But then you have the gifts of the spirit. Now, what, what is different from the gifts of the spirit as opposed to the fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit represents Christ's perfect ministry. The, all those gifts, gifts of giving, you know, gifts of exhortation, you know, gifts of prophecy. That's Christ's perfect ministry. But the fruits of the spirit is his perfect character. So basically, we want to reflect his perfect character. And you can only know about his character by, you know, reading God's word. For those of us who believe in prayer and, and we believe in faith and uh, being connected, because how can a, uh, how can an apple tree grow if it's not connected to that branch, that limb, uh, that it doesn't have connection? So really, we, we just need to be connected. We just have to check our connections, just like a car. When your battery goes bad, we look at the connections, make sure everything's connected. And so I think for, for our, our caller is that we just want to, you know, just encourage you and anyone who, who's listening, and you're from the spiritual perspective and you're a person of faith, that if you're going to grow, if you're going to bear fruit, it's impossible to bear those fruits apart from from Christ. Beautifully said. I don't even know if I can add anything to that. You're absolutely right. It's about your connection. When you were talking about connecting to the source, it made me think of a, a light, you know, and it's like the light, even if you uh, turn the switch on and turn the switch on, it's not going to come on unless it's connected to the electricity and plugged in. Then when you're plugged into God, you're going to begin to develop the essence and the characteristics of God. You're going to begin to portray those fruit. Like he said, the fruit of the spirit, it's not uh, multiple fruits, it's one fruit. And those one fruit have several different characteristics within that one fruit. And so it's insist in essential that you connect with God. And so if you're struggling with bearing those fruit, you know, uh, your life portraying the fruit of the spirit, then it's essential that you begin to check, you know, your relationship with God and to begin to check to see if you are really connected into the source. And maybe there's an area of your life that you need to begin to uh, develop stronger with God, get back into the word, get yeah. back into praying, you know, begin to develop that relationship with God where it's so intimately that he knows you as a father knows their child. You know, the, the verse that we've often heard and even people speak is the, the saying, you know, by their fruits, you will know them. Yes. And, uh, it, you know, in the Bible, it speaks about the parable 
of when Christ comes up to a fig tree and he goes up, he sees all these big fancy leaves. And when there's big leaves on a fig tree, it's a sign that something is supposed to be underneath there. Right. Some fruit. And so I'm sure, you know, Christ, just like anybody else was hungry. And so he was seeing this tree. And so maybe gave him some expectations that, you know, he could go there and get something to eat, snack on or whatever. But when he opened it and he saw that it was barren, it speaks about cursing that fig tree that, you know, you might have all of the, you might look and, and it might have the appearance of a fig tree. And I think sometimes we might, you know, get all dressed up, fixed up, and we might have the appearance of being a Christian. But when people get a little close to us, and and uh, they see that there's no real there's no real fruit yes, and yes. and especially Dr. Jordan, you know more than ever before during this last year, uh, especially when we had the elections and all this controversy. You know that you'd go on. You know I, I would go on YouTube and I would actually listen. You know, because for me, it was quite entertaining, but I would actually listen to these so-called uh, evangelists and prophets and they and you you could kind of pretty much tell whose side they were on because they were telling us, you know, God told me that in seven days that the person that that won the election will be taken down and God told me this and that and so and so. And then I would say to myself, you know, now, if these people come from a spiritual background, you know, even the Bible teaches us, you know, love your enemies. Right. Even if the people that you don't like, pray for them and, you know, pray for our leaders. And, but, you know, there's such a, there's, it, it, it's amazing that there's even war going on, so to speak, in the, in the spiritual realm, in, in in churches where where they're either conservative churches or liberal churches or what so and so churches and whatever, but yet uh, I think to reflect to be like Christ is that you you have to bear the fruit that that uh, Christians should bear, and so I think that's a test to challenge our times that you know where we might not. Ha- have gotten the person that we think should have been in the office, but God's will be done. And sometimes we just need to pray for folks, even if folks said we might not agree with them, but Lord, just keep them safe. Lord, don't have them to do nothing to cause no wars or anything like that, you see. Right, right. Well, I think we've answered your question. Um, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about the fruit of the spirit, there's uh, we really want to encourage you to get into your scripture, get into your word, and begin to read. You know every scripture that uh, relates to the fruit of the spirit, and so that you can uh, begin to develop your spiritual life and your spiritual walk with God. That's uh, important, Doctor. Yes, Dr. Jordan, I'm sorry, but it, it also means that the thought just came to me. And it's not about a church or it's not about following person, but this is really dealing with your relationship. Right. Your creator, uh, your your relationship with the one who made you. It would seem that they would know what's best for you and that you want to reflect their 
their character because today, you know, in in our areas of expertise, we talk about modeling, behavior modification, and right. exposure. And so we know that if, if we want our children to be successful, we want to expose them to success, or we want to be good models for them. And I think it's the same then in the spiritual sense, that if we want, if we expect to bear fruit, then we need to expose ourselves to the bearer who, who's the greatest uh, fruit bearer the world has ever known. Amen. Amen. 